Hey everybody, Todd Mitchell here, back with the Game Dev Breakdown Podcast. In this episode, you'll hear more of the great stuff we captured at GDC. We will hear from Edward Thompson and Kayla Nunn of Microsoft's Visual Studio Team Services Group. They are both version control experts, and you'll hear some awesome content about version control and game development. So they're both super knowledgeable, and they were great to hang out with for half an hour. So sit back and enjoy, and uh, here's my chat with Ed and Kayla. Not even close. Way off, yeah. Okay. Hi, guys. I'll go ahead and have you guys introduce yourselves. Ed, tell us who you are, uh, what, what you're all about, what you're doing here at GDC. Yeah, so my name's Edward Thompson. I'm a program manager at Microsoft, and I work on the Visual Studio Team Services team. Visual Studio Team Services is our like, sort of development platform, I guess, if you will, um, from beginning to end. We'll, uh, we'll do the planning of uh, your, your software project, whatever it is, whether it's a game or a a mobile app or a, a website, sure. um, and then we'll host the code for you. And that's kind of where I focus on is really Git and version control within <laughs> VSTS. Um, but it doesn't stop there. Once you've got your code actually in Visual Studio Team Services, you can build it um, and, and deploy it. So whether it's to Azure, if you're building a web app, or AWS, or Google Cloud Platform, or um, whether you're building a, a game. My buddy James builds uh, Xamarin games and deploys using VSTS to, uh, to the, app, uh, the App Store and to the Google Play Store. So it's totally flexible, um, and I'm here talking mostly about version control. Cool, and Kayla? My name is Kayla Nahn, and I am also a program manager at Microsoft. I work on the Visual Studio Team Services team as well. Um, I primarily work on version control as well, mostly in the client, actually, in Visual Studio. We have also plugins in VS Code, IntelliJ, um, Eclipse, and that's mostly what I focus on. Cool. Absolutely cool. So, uh, Edward, you, did I hear right that you were previously with Git? Uh, with GitHub. GitHub. Yeah. 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 So I've been writing version control for a really painfully long time, like most of my career. Um, uh, so, yeah. So I've been at Microsoft... I was at Microsoft for uh, a, a bunch of years. Um, I was one of the people that brought Git into Microsoft, into Visual Studio and Visual Stu- Studio Team Services. Uh, and I decided I wanted a little change. So I went to GitHub, and I was there for about a year, and then I decided to come back to Microsoft. Very cool. And you, you work on a, uh, a podcast yourself, is that right? I, I do, yes. If I, I did a little research. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, if you, uh, if you are really into version control, like uh, I guess I am, I have a podcast called All Things Git with my buddy Martin. And so we talked to, you know, the idea is that it's about Git, but it's really about software development in general, right? Um, So we use Git as a jumping off point, and we talk to people about the projects that they're building, the teams that they're building, and how they work together. Very nice, very nice. So, and uh, you guys are both doing uh, basically interview sessions over at the, the Microsoft booth, is that right? Yeah. Yep. Are they upcoming or have they already happened? The schedule is very hard to track this week. <laughs> I did mine earlier today. Okay, okay. Same. I had one today and one yesterday. And this being GDC, you guys, I'm sure, are fielding a lot of questions about how your specialties uh, apply to game development. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so game development is an interesting wrinkle, I think, for version control because there are so many a, there are so many different ways that you could build a game. You know, if you're using Unity, your needs are just a little bit different than if you're using, I don't know, something else. And uh, 
there are so many big assets and big files that it's it's a real challenge for version control. <laughs> um, so it's really interesting to talk to people and see what kind of problems they're having and how we can help them. And and do you find that uh, as it pertains to game developers? You're, you're probably occasionally dealing with smaller teams that didn't have uh, super developed, super mature uh, practices in, in, in place. And I, I speak from experience. You know, I'm, I'm a developer myself, and it's uh, especially if you're a one-man team. It's it, you know, I hate to say, I hate to out myself, but I've certainly coded out of Dropbox. And uh, you know, <laughs> Ed's left the room. No. Uh, <laughs> So, I mean, tell me, and you guys are basically here to help bring people uh, to the next next level. What, what would you say you've been able to do to sort of help pull people in the right direction when it comes to small steps to uh, get better organized, protect their projects, protect themselves? Well, I'll say um, when I came, I was actually expecting to hear a lot about Perforce, especially when we're talking at the booth. Um, <laughs> and I was surprised that a lot of people said they use Git. And yeah. I was very surprised by that. A lot of it was because they said, oh, we manage our assets in Google Drive, and that's that's how we get around the, the big asset problem. But I think we're really here just to sort of talk about our product and how it works for small teams. Um, <laughs> it's, it's free for five users, so people can just create accounts and tick, kick the tires and see how it might work for them. And I think it's, it's, uh, it's that's what we're trying to do here. Absolutely, and it, it's a good point. The uh, the game development is different with the the various assets you have to manage. So, uh, actually, one of the coolest things I've found recently as a Git user is the uh, the community maintained dot uh, ignore file. Yes, Git ignore file. Yeah, I've, I've made use of that in so many projects. I'm a freelancer, so I have to start new projects all the time, and to uh, drag that that community maintained Git ignore file. Uh, with all of Unity's various, like, I love Unity, but it makes so many files you never need to see, you never need to deal with, you certainly don't need to be uploading and downloading all the time. Can't use it while Unity's open anyway. Right. Uh, so <laughs> right. No, I, that's that's totally true. And one of the cool things that Visual Studio Team Services does, and GitHub does it, I, I assume everybody does it, I don't, I don't know. Um, when you create a new project, you can select... Uh, you know, we'll have all those gitignore files from the community for you. So when you create a new project, you can say, yeah, add me a gitignore, and it's a Unity project. And so the first time you get started with that repository, uh, that's already there. I think that's in the Visual Studio IDE, too. Is that right? It may be. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. Um, the other cool thing, uh, and this isn't like a community-driven thing. There's no like central repository for it. I wish there was. That you can customize your git attributes file. For Unity. I don't know if you're super familiar with Git attributes. I know of its existence. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like another metadata file that controls how Git works. And you can actually set up for, for like your .asset files uh, in Unity. Uh, you can set those up to be handled just a little bit differently if you ever have conflicts. Okay. Um, so it, it will invoke uh, a semantic merge tool that Unity provides. It's called Unity YAML Merge. Uh, and so you can set that up. And that's kind of a, a cool... Um, way to 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 work just a little bit better with uh, with Unity and Git. Um, I, I've got a write up on this. I, I I can put a link in your show notes if you don't mind. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, awesome. I, I love uh, pointing people to more information so they can dive as deep as they want, while the rest of everyone can sort of move along, stay stay above the surface. <laughs> cool. Everybody wants something different. We we tend to skew on this podcast uh, more on the indie side, but I'm so glad I've been able to come out here this week and give the uh, harder core really, you know, deep in the trenches, people, something to sort of sink their teeth into. I think that's been uh, very cool. So I, I looked at you guys' interview topics, and I'm, I'm sure the questions you guys have fielded have been all over the place, but uh, I came up with uh, version control for team collaboration. That, was that 
more your area, Kayla? Um, yeah, that's what the interview earlier was on. <laughs> okay, and and uh, I mean, what were the highlights of, of that talk? Like, what what is it? What is a new um, initiative in in version control for team collaboration look like? So, if you're uh, speaking to a team that that doesn't really know too much about it, like, what are the first steps to sort of get get in the door? Yeah, so um, the interview earlier, we talked a little bit about sort of why you would want to use version control. Um, sure. There's a, a lot of good reasons. It helps keep your development history clean. You can you know go back and look at stuff that you've changed, stuff that might have broken. Um, you can develop without stepping on each other's sh- uh, feet and um, sure. make sure that you're not overriding each other's changes. Um, it just makes it easier to move uh, more rapidly, I would say, through the development cycle. But the other thing that we did in the interview is actually we talked more deep dive into the features that VSTS has, which unfortunately don't show as well over a podcast. But yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. let's let's talk about some of the um, oh some of the uh, virtual file system stuff that I've been reading about. So for people who don't know what what that concept is, I don't know who wants to take that one. I can, I can start and uh, Ed can follow, I guess. Sure. So we um, developed the Git Virtual File System, also known as GVFS, as our solution for um, Windows. So um, Microsoft in general, we're trying to move everyone onto the same engineering system, and part of that is that we've sort of bet on Git. Um, we wanted to move Windows to Git. Their repository is huge. Yep. They have lots of developers, and the big thing that they had is a lot of files. Um, so we needed to come up with a solution that would make Git performant for their large repo and their large number of files. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, that's exactly right, because it's uh, like 350 gigabytes, give or take, when it's checked out. Like, that's not history, you know. <laughs> I, 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 I mentioned earlier, when you get clone, you get all of history. This sure. isn't that. This is just what gets built uh, to ship to Windows. It's insane. Yeah. Um, and so Git just can't handle that. You know, with the first time we, we actually were able to clone the Git repository and ran Git status, it took about 10 minutes or so <laughs> to tell us that nothing had changed. Yeah, yeah. So totally unacceptable. So the way GVFS works is it um, basically kind of inserts itself transparently between the programs, like whatever, Visual Studio, whatever you're writing in, Notepad, I don't know, and the file system. Sure. Uh, and so in, instead of having to clone all of that data, what it does is it, uh, when you open one of those files, it goes and fetches it from the network. Uh, and, and that seems like it would be slower, and if you needed all of the files, it would be, right? That would add a lot of latency while you go over the network and get them. But most people don't need all the files. In fact, most people work in just like this tiny little area of the Windows repository. If you're working on Notepad, you don't need the Xbox source. So uh, you don't get it. Uh, and so it's, it's a real time saver. It's allowed the Windows team to move to Git. Very cool. And, I mean, is this beneficial for, what, what would you say, like, the size of a project needs to reach for this to be beneficial? Just out of curiosity. Right. That's a, that's a good question. So I, I think we're starting, we're entering phase two of GVFS. Phase one was building it for the Windows team. Yeah. Phase two is building it for other people. And so um, we're coming up with some guidance there now. Uh, some people are just jumping in and adopting it. Uh, they've decided that it's going gonna, it's gonna to solve their problems, and that's A, great, and B, crazy. <laughs> and I'm really happy to see it. But I think that uh, phase two is going to be kind of broader adoption. And I think that there are some interesting aspects that we could go to. Some of my buddies in the financial industry, they apparently have giant repositories too. And they're like, hey, I want to use GBFS. And that's neat. But I also think that there might 
could be some opportunities for game developers because you know the the sort of y'all don't have quite the same number of files but y'all have bigger files yes. than we do uh, so there there may be some opportunities there to take advantage of a very similar situation instead of number of files it's 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 size but I think that it it could be beneficial so this is kind of where we're what we're thinking about next so we're developing guidance and trying to figure out where the next steps are very cool so and i I agree that i think the more people who are sort of betting on the same system uh probably the better off the whole community is going to be i've done uh contracting for the the government department of defense before and it's it's a lot of the same stuff it's very large code bases and uh, you would touch very very small you know portions of it in you know, s- selective downloading and things like that seem really, really super beneficial. Yeah, exactly. And the uh, so I think uh, I, I, I said we were in phase two. There, I guess there may be two phase twos, like <laughs> like a like a version control system. We we kind of branched it. The other thing is actually bringing the code base, bringing the GVFS changes back to Git itself, because GVFS is open source and that's great. But we do want to standardize on this. We want to bring all of the changes that that we can back to the Git project itself. And so now that we've we've got it working, we've proven that it uh, is beneficial to us, we're um, taking the changes that we made and uh, bringing them to the Git project. Uh, so they're, they're being code reviewed now. We're, we're iterating on changes with the rest of the community so that everybody can adopt it. And I would say it really goes both ways, too. Um, you know, any improvements that we can help make to Corgit also accrue to people who are using GVFS as well. Exactly. Um, so we invest sort of on both sides and just hope that, you know, they get closer together and performance is good. Yeah, that's actually the, the team that Kayla manages. It's, it's an incredible team uh, that, that is bringing changes to Git itself to make it. So even if you didn't want to use GVFS, if you had a large repository, you know, we're we're making Git faster across the board. So if you're working in the Linux repository, it's faster. It's great. For people not familiar with this, talk to me about the the actual large file problem with Git. Because it is something that people talk about, and so I, I think people who haven't encountered it yet go, what is that? Because Git's going so well for me right now. You want to go with that? <laughs> yeah, the Git is going well for a lot of people until they have a lot of large files. Because again, yeah, when you clone a repository, you get all that history. So if you have a one meg ping, then uh, uh, and you change it, now you have two megs that you're cloning, and then three, and then four. Uh, or you have a, a giant video. Who knows? I mean, um, the, the 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 real problem here. It isn't that you have one though? It's that you have a bunch in history, and you, when you clone, you get the ones that you don't need. Um, and so there is a, a, a technology called Git LFS, which is the Git large file support right. uh, that that helps to, to do this. And it, it in fact kind of works similarly to GFS in a sense, in that um, you're downloading the data as you need it. So if I clone a repository with Git LFS, I actually don't get all the history. Um, I just get the uh, the most recent version that I'm going to need to, to build. Um, and if I switch branches, then I'll contact the server and get it again. But it's kind of a trade-off, right? It, it, in some ways, it's more like a centralized version control system because I need to be online to be able to get the changes um, to, to get those files that aren't stored in the Git repository itself. Uh, but it does allow Git to handle these sorts of assets in a sense. Um, it's certainly, well, I think, my opinion, it's better than Dropbox or putting it, you know, sharding it manually. At least GitLFS can handle it for you. 
but it takes care of the, the large file problem. Okay. And I, I think that's uh, an excellent intro to <laughs> to large large file problems. But uh, and and I at the same time I sort of don't want to knock the Dropbox thing because if you've never done any sort of version control at all, like it's a good way to get into that mindset. And the first couple of times it saves your life. It's like okay, great, but like wouldn't you also like the benefits that you hear about by using something like Git? So if, if people are out there doing it, don't don't be ashamed. Just just look at the ways you can move onward, right? No, ab- yeah, absolutely don't be ashamed, especially if you're just one person. Mm-hmm. I right. totally understand. Uh, it's once you get three people who are trying to work in the same Dropbox that things get, um, I don't want to say shameful, for sure. <laughs> Problematic. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be ashamed, but at some point, you're gonna something's going to break. Yeah. Um, and hopefully Dropbox can recover that, but a, a, a more methodological is that a word <laughs> sounds good a more methodological approach ed's inventing words on podcasts a more methodological approach uh, might be more beneficial at some point because you can it's easier to, to understand where changes came from at Ooh. some point because dropbox does give you the ability to roll back and that's that's wonderful that's critical and it gives you a, a safety uh, that you wouldn't have if you were just all you know, partying in a, in a file share together right. um, without really doing backups or even if you had some zip files. So it, it does bring a level of safety. But what it doesn't do is um, give you the ability to really understand when a change came in and why. Um, yeah. And that's, that's where a, a more proper version control system can help. And there's never been a better time. Like any major IDE you're using or any major tool set you're using, they're all sort of moving toward uh, letting you just right there in the system set up Git, configure Git, see how your Git's doing, you know, and uh, it's, it's, I, I uh, first started using it very seriously in the last couple of years, and it's been, it couldn't be smoother. Um, what are you guys, what's, what's the focus on here in the next, uh, I don't know, year, couple of years, like, what, where are you guys really hoping to get in terms of sort of uh, branching out from where you are here? I sort of know where your focus is, but what's, what's next on the roadmap? Well, I can say for my team, um, it's more of what we've been doing. We want to make Git faster. We want to, you know, do GVFS, you know, part two and part two, two, I guess, as Ed was talking about earlier. Um, And internally, we're bringing more teams onto Git, and that's sort of the big move. We need to figure out, you know, where are the gaps that we, you know, have not addressed. Like we said, we moved Windows, but we still need to move over other big partners in Microsoft. Um, And right now, we're not able to sort of meet everyone's needs, and so that's what we're focusing on for the next year, at least on my team. What what teams teams have problems that have needs that aren't being met yet? So, for example, Office. um, They need support for Mac. Oh, there you go. Okay, so GVFS doesn't support the Mac yet, right? Not yet. Okay. (laughs) Interesting. Soon. (laughs) Soon. (laughs) Very cool. And uh, what about you? Oh, me. Uh, I don't know. So uh, I have this weird situation (laughs) where... uh, So Kayla's a... I'm going to explain boring Microsoft details to you, and I'm sorry. (laughs) So Kayla's a feature PM. She runs... she runs a bunch of features and she has engineers that are delivering those features. And so at Microsoft, you start to think that that's what a PM does. But in fact, a PM uh, could be anything, it turns out. Uh, and I'm the, the random PM. So I do what I'm told. So I don't sure. know what I'm going to do in the next six months. My boss is going to give me something and I'm going to go do it. And that'll be that. Um, well, that means you're the guy with the flexibility, adaptability, ready for whatever is needed. That's a good way to look at it. A- I, I feel like... Yeah. Okay. I'm a resume I, I, man. That's your bullet point. There. I'm gonna. I'm, that's what I'm gonna tell people from now on. 
update your LinkedIn. <laughs> it's not that I can't focus on things. Yeah. It's that I'm flexible and adaptable. Yeah, see, that's the opposite. It doesn't right. focus well. Right. <laughs> yeah. So what I actually do is I go to a lot of, uh, I talk to a lot of people about how they can adopt Git and how they can be successful with Git. Um, so that's really cool. So let's let's close out with advice for uh, people out there listening who uh, just aren't up to speed with this stuff yet. What's one thing they can they can apply in the next week, month, year? I don't know. Try it out. It's free. You can go on GitHub. You can go on VSTS. You can go almost anywhere now and create a free Git repo. A um, lot of great tutorials. That's one of the great things about Git is there's this huge community. Um, there's a lot of resources to start just learning it. Try it out for yourself. Yeah. Cool. I think that's great advice. I got nothing to add. <laughs> it's, it, it is as simple as that. Uh, I, I can confirm just getting started from nothing is is uh, painless, just about painless, yeah. So uh, thank you guys both so much. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of the week. I would encourage people to uh, look look up. Um, I, I feel like there are going to be videos they can check out. And, uh, <laughs> so many videos. <laughs> many, many videos. Uh, make sure these are some of them, and uh, I wish you guys luck in the near future. Thanks for your time. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much to our guests. As always, if you enjoy the Game Dev Breakdown podcast, we would love to have you as a subscriber. You can do that at iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Player FM. It goes on and on. You can visit us at CodeWritePlay.com. Find links to all of our other content all around the web. Reach out to us on social media. We love hearing from you guys. Let us know what you're enjoying, what you'd like to hear more of in the future. We'll be back with more great stuff from GDC real soon. Thanks, everybody.